Welcome in. We're glad you're joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Bible Cast, a podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. If you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time, you probably know who I am, as I normally do about the same intro. But my name is Brad Harris, and I am blessed to serve as pastor of administration and outreach here at Delaware Bible Church. And I'm blessed to serve most weeks as the lead for our podcast ministry. I'm going to be doing so again today, and today is going to be the final part of our series of modern cults and world religions, in particular looking at the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, we have had two other podcasts where we have studied what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. That was our second one. And we had a first one giving an overview of the Jehovah's Witness faith, uh, sharing their history, just some general information about them. And as well, we shared some famous people in pop culture that you uh, likely would know or have seen who grew up in most cases as Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, With a few cases, they still ascribe to the faith today or were uh, moved to that faith at a later time in their life. And so here in our final podcast, much like we did when we studied Uh, the Mormon faith, we are going to talk just a little bit of a shorter podcast than normal, focusing on, okay, I understand what Jehovah's Witnesses believe, I understand some of their background, but how do I share my faith with them? How do I take what I've learned during these podcasts, and how do I practically apply them and attempt to lead one of these Jehovah's Witnesses to Christ, or to have a a spiritual influence in their life. <clears throat> now, as we look at this today, we're going to be looking primarily at two items, and the first one is going to be from the challenge of the cults and new religions. This is going to be pretty much the main textbook that I have used throughout this study. It's one that I find incredibly helpful and incredibly readable, and that's by a man named Ron Rhodes. And this is found on page 120 of that book, where it has watchtower doctrines distinguished from Christianity. Now, along with that, I'm also going to be sharing an article from a website called Dare to Share. And that website is daretoshare.org, Worldviews, Jehovah's Witness. And with that article... It really does a great job, I think, of giving a basic description about the faith, questions that you can ask a Jehovah's Witness, and as well, sharing with you just some brief, short line statements of how you can respond to them and some Bible verses that go along with that. And so we're going to be spending our time looking at these two different resources, and I'm going to be sharing some of my other comments as well along with that to try to hopefully practically help you be able to share your faith with the Jehovah's Witness as the opportunity comes. Now, as we look at this, uh, I am going to include these notes on our website, DelawareBible.org. And again, you can go there and you can go to uh, where it has the different Delaware Bible Institute classes. You can click on that. And under the second section on Jehovah's Witnesses there, you will find this document. But additionally, I will place it as a link there in the podcast description for you to be able to check out. Now we said that as we 
share our faith with others, and as we examine other faiths, there are things that we can appreciate about the people that we're sharing with. And there are areas that we can admire and appreciate about those who are Jehovah's Witnesses. We shared in previous weeks that we can appreciate their dogged determination into sharing what they believe to be the truth of God's word with so many others. This is something that they're passionate about. This is something that they give their lives to. And this is something that when it comes to their worship services and their gatherings as a church, it's something they really focus on. And we can appreciate that dogged determination. In fact, I would say the church could use some more of that today uh, when we talk about the local gospel-preaching evangelical church. But we can admire that about Jehovah's Witnesses. And we can admire as well this dedication that they have to knowing what they believe and to sharing that with other people. So those things being said, when we share our faith with Jehovah's Witnesses, there are five main areas that I would encourage you to focus on. The first of which is going to be the authority of what they are sharing. Now, we as Bible-believing Christians hold to Scripture alone being the place where we get authority. We believe that God's Word was inspired by God and is the only thing that we need to be able to know Him, to have a relationship with Him, and to be able to understand who God is. Now, God gives us many tools, from pastors to teachers to theologians to commentaries, to really well-designed websites that share with us more about God's Word. And these are all wonderful gifts. But when we look at authority, we hold to that it comes from Scripture alone. I, as a pastor, study, interpret, and share God's Word. And I do that for the edification of the church body. But if I am in error in that, then a member of the congregation or just a person that's coming through that knows their Bible can address that with me. They can challenge me on that. That's not the case in the Watchtower Society. In fact, it's much different there as you really can't question anything that the leaders say within that as they are the ones that oversee uh, you and your faith and as well as they oversee you in these things. They are going to uh, be individuals who also you have to give an account to and can discipline you out of the church. So with that, Jehovah's Witnesses then, when it comes to authority, they're going to hold to the Watchtower Society having all authority because they believe that all other churches have been corrupted, that we are in error And our error is not going to lead us to heaven where we can reign one day with Jesus, who is lower than God, but is still a mighty God. And it's going to lead us to a death where there is nothing that happens to us after in the afterlife. So I'm going to focus then, first of all, on the Bible. And I'm going to share with them passages such as 2 Timothy 3, 16 through chapter 4, verse 4, where it says that all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, 
equipped for every good work. Chapter 4, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Now as we share a verse such as this, or these verses with the Jehovah's Witness, we are going to have to be careful there. Because they will affirm much of what we say about Scripture being breathed out by God. But where we're going to have to really focus and make sure that we're on the same page is that Scripture alone is the authority. Not a specific Bible translation, such as the New World Translation, which they hold to. Not simply the teachings of the Watchtower, but what God shares with us in His Word. We could also share with them, and I would say if you're going to share this one with them, you want to have a good relationship with them as not to completely spurn them and then they never connect with you again. Unless you're in a situation where you want to share with them and give them something to think about because you may not see them again or likely won't. But in Revelation 22 verses 18 through 20, it says, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. As we think about authority then, Our authority in what we believe about God's word, that it is perfectly true, that it is perfectly correct, that it is perfectly right, is going to lead us to the main thing that I think we should be focusing on outside of authority, and that is who Jesus is. Jesus' identity, Jesus' death, and Jesus' resurrection. We believe that Jesus was God Almighty, God in the flesh. He was a different person of the Trinity, But he had all of the attributes of God, yet he became obedient to the Father unto death, even the death of the cross. In Jehovah's Witnesses' faith, Jesus is a lesser God. He's a mighty God, but he is not on the same level of God the Father, and the Trinity is a pagan lie. So I'm going to make hay on the fact that Jesus truly is God Almighty, And that as he died, he died as the God-man, not simply as a perfect man on this earth. Finally, then, you can focus on the resurrection being a physical resurrection and not simply spiritual, as they believe. So when it comes to Jesus, I'm going to take them to passages such as John chapter 1. We're in John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son, the Father, full of grace and of truth. And again, as we talked about previously, Jehovah's Witnesses like to isolate passages and twist them. 
And so when it comes to some of these verses, such as John 1, 14, where it says, glory as of the only Son from the Father, we need to make sure that they know and understand that we interpret these things to mean that God has the same glory of the Father. It's just represented and presented to us in a different way. John 1, 18, no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. He has made him not known as simply a sidekick, a lesser God, but as the fullness and the greatness of God the Father. John eight fifty eight. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And interestingly, as we see Jesus in Genesis 1 and in the creation account talking to other people there, we see that being the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit communicating. John chapter 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. There's a good one to focus on there, that they are one. They and the Holy Spirit build up the Trinity. And as we talk to them about Jesus Christ then, we can talk to them then about salvation and about how salvation comes by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. Now, as we talk about these things, the Dare to Share article shares with us that Jehovah's Witnesses believe that Jesus Christ is not Jehovah, God, but the first son that Jehovah brought forth. He is a God, but he is inferior to the only Father God, as we talked about just a second ago. But along with that, when it comes about what they believe about the afterlife and about what is to come, they believe that for us, well, nothing's really going to happen there. We're just going to fade away uh, as dust we came and dust we will return. As the Dare to Share article shares... Jehovah's Witnesses believe that salvation is granted to those who had a combination of faith and good works that is defined by the Watchtower organization. Now, when we look at biblical Christianity, then, it shares with us that salvation is by faith in Christ on the basis of his death on the cross and that good works have nothing to do with being saved. And so I would say that as we share these things with them, we're going to have to do a lot of work there because they have been taught this and taught how to defend it for a long time. But as we have the opportunity to do so, if the Holy Spirit works in illuminating these people's eyes and hearts towards the truth, what's going to happen through that is something that is incredible as they're going to be freed from this guilt that they felt of working and trying and doing all that they could. John Chapter 3, verses 16 through 17 say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Other passages, such as John 3:36, say, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. And so, we can take passages like this and share that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but we've got to make sure that we're on the same page with them on who Jesus is, the Son of God. 
Romans chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 say, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. Verse 5, And to the one who does not, not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. One of the other helpful things that this Dare to Share article shares is it says, remember that you are not necessarily trying to convert your Jehovah's Witness friend to a different belief system or even defending your own. Rather, you are trying to help them understand that salvation comes through a relationship with Jesus and not through a religion. Their relationship with Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, not on the stake, but on the cross, will lead them to salvation. Finally then, and this would be to a lesser extent of those, I would say the other ones that we looked at would be the most important, but then from this, I would focus on the people of God and that they see that there are uh, one people, and that also goes into their view of hell. They believe that there are two peoples, the heavenly people and the earthly people, and one day the heavenly people uh, there's already the 144,000 that are reigning with Jehovah in heaven, but then the rest of them can go to basically reign on the new earth with Jesus. But they would say that there is no place of hell, and we believe that hell is a place of eternal punishment, and that we are one people. And that as we are one people, the decisions that we make now affect the afterlife in that the decision to trust in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation affects our eternal destiny. John chapter 5, verses 24 through 30 say this, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. I can do nothing on my own, as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Finally, for our last section of verses that we'll look at, it will be Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, where we can share with them that the author of the book of Revelation says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it, 
death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. May verses such as these be ones that help us be determined to share our faith with these people. And may the Lord work in and through the opportunities that he allows us to do so. So I hope and pray that the Lord would open the doors for you to be able to share your faith with those such as Jehovah's Witnesses. I'll be praying that this podcast and the other ones that have taught you more about this would be able to help in these matters as well. And we're always appreciative of you listening in and joining us as we share these different things. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And in our next group of podcasts that overview different false religions, we're going to be looking at Catholicism. So I'm looking forward to sharing those podcasts with you very soon. God bless. Have a wonderful week.